What's happening? And welcome to the College Football News Podcast. I'm Pete Futak from collegefootballnews.com. And today, I'm going to start diving into all the fun off-season stuff as we get deep into one of the wildest and craziest times in the history of college football. I'm going to start out with my gimmicky but fun 22 for 2022 pieces that you can read it out at collegefootballnews.com. Looks into all the biggest and most interesting topics in this most interesting of off-seasons. And today... I'm going to kick off with two giant discussions that tie into everything else that's going on in the world and everything else that you can imagine that's happening right now really starts with these two key things. And part two today is going to be all about how good the SEC is. And no, I'm not going to be some gushy fanboy about it or anything like that. But the league really has taken over totally uh, the world of college football as we know it. And there's a trickle down effect to that as other leagues and schools and power players have to try to keep up. And again, that all ties into the main topic today. And the piece that has the most people yelling at me this week and uh, actually gets me on radio shows and wants to talk about stuff like this because it's all about Texas and Oklahoma's move to the SEC in a few years. I know there's other things going on beyond everything else that happened in 2021 from Georgia breaking through and finally winning a national title for the first time since 1980 and to college uh, for the college football playoff, getting Cincinnati breaking down the wall for group of five programs to name, image and likeness to the transfer portal to the ongoing shift in college athletics as players and athletes. They finally start to get a larger and more powerful voice. Again, the biggest thing might have just been the shocker of Texas and Oklahoma, or Oklahoma and Texas if you're a Sooner fan. They're coming from out of nowhere and announcing that they're leaving the Big 12 for the SEC. This is what caused a seismic shift in everything last year in terms of business, in terms of the the conferences, in terms of how uh, the power structures are happening in college football. And that began a giant movement of expansion and realignment that saw the Big 12 go and hork a slew of top American athletic conference teams. Uh, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF, they should have landed with the Big 12 a long time ago. That's for later. Along with BYU, it's going to join the party and effectively save the league and the conference. And then another shocker that came from out of nowhere, the Sun Belt rose up and decided to dance with the Conference USA dates. And again, that's another thing we'll dive into in another later podcast. And it all started again because uh, the expansion world, which has been kind of quiet for the last several years, Again, Texas and Oklahoma, they changed it all. So for now, the biggest, most important aspect of all of this is that move to the SEC coming probably in a couple years. And that's going to be the cloud that's going to hang over the Big 12 all season long as all these conferences continue to try to figure out exactly what they want to do and exactly what their place in the world is going to be with the SEC potentially becoming this giant behemoth that's even bigger than it already is. So before all this happens, and before this becomes a bigger topic of discussion this offseason, I just have one question for Texas and Oklahoma. Are you out of your freaking minds? I mean, seriously, now that we've had some time away from this, have you, have you two kids really thought this through? I mean, there's still time to appeal to your sanity here, Texas and Oklahoma, and, and maybe just kind of take a wee step back. And I know it was fun, and everyone likes to be loved and wanted, and it was kind of cool to hang out with the cool kids of the SEC and think, oh, wait, look at us. You know, they want us in their conference. I mean, that's nice and everything. And I know, I know you want to get out of your Big 12 deal, and you know, which is a pretty bad media deal all the way around and move into the SEC before 2025. But are you really sure that you want to do this? No, really. Do you, do you understand that life in the SEC 
isn't fun. I mean, you could stay in the Big 12 and be the big giant fish, or you can go swim in that shark-infested pool of the SEC. And again, like I, I, I get it. I get that you like the idea of being a part of the biggest, baddest conference around. And oh, sure, you know you're gonna make gobs and gobs and gobs of money, and the exposure will be amazing. But I don't think that actually works and actually fits quite as much as Oklahoma and Texas think it will. Maybe for Oklahoma, but for Texas, you're talking about uh, arguably the the biggest and richest and best athletic department going uh, in terms of the revenue that place brings in. And there's something to be said for staying around in the Big 12, which I know, again, the media deal sucks compared to what the SEC is going to bring over the next several years. But there's also something to be said for being a powerhouse and the branding that comes with it and the revenue and the money that comes with that, as opposed to being a potential also ran, which what Texas probably will be if it goes to the SEC. So the problem with this is, look, you can go there and Texas and Oklahoma are obviously powerhouse programs that are bound by nothing. Texas is still massive. They have all the facilities. They have all the money in the world. They have all the attention in the world. They have all the political capital in the world. There is no reason why the University of Texas football team can't be a power player every single year in the college football playoff. Now that's on the field, off the field. Again, money wise, they're doing just fine. There's a whole lot of sec teams that would love, you know, to be that good in terms of the revenue that gets brought in by that school. And same thing for Oklahoma. Obviously it's a powerhouse of a college football program. One of the winningest programs in the history of the sport. Uh, they've been able to have a g- amazing continuity since uh, Bob Stoops on through Lincoln Riley. Now maybe through Brent Venables, where this team has been right there in the mix for the big 12 title every single year and in the college football playoff hunt from then on. But the problem is going forward, as big and as bad as these two programs are and as as awesome as they might be, no matter where they play, it's not like Alabama is going to quit playing college football now just because, oh, no, they're going to get Texas and Oklahoma coming in. And, you know, Georgia doesn't seem like it's going to leave the SEC anytime soon. LSU is LSU. Florida should rise back up really fast under Billy Napier. And then there's Texas A&M. Texas A&M appears to be on the verge of something massive under Jimbo Fisher, and that was the whole plan when the Aggies hired him for gave him the big giant 10-year guaranteed contract. It was a long-haul play for Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M where they were like, look, at some point this Nick Saban Alabama thing's going to take a little dip, and there's going to be an opening there, and we are making the commitment to a guy who won a national championship at Florida State, and now we got this program from the Big 12 to the SEC, and we want to fill that void because that is another power program that is bound by nothing and should be a whole lot better than it already is. And it's been knocking on that door, and it's had a great recruiting class and arguably one of the best of all time, according to the people who rank these things. And it's pretty good, too. That's another problem in the SEC. And that's just part of this conference. There's a lot more than that happening with the rest of this league. Yeah, Look, seeing what this, what's happening in this conference, Texas and Oklahoma, again, going back to Texas A&M, as great as it is, does it look like it's having you know, a whole lot of fun pushing that rock up the mountain every year? 
look, that's the SEC. You can be really, really awesome and win nothing and have nothing to show for it except a couple of 10-win seasons, which is good by anybody else's normal standards, but not for a program that wants to play for national championships. You know, seriously, if Texas A&M had stuck around the Big 12, as good as it was for a little while there under Johnny with Johnny Manziel and Kevin Sumlin and then on through Jimbo, it probably would have at least it certainly would have gotten to at least a couple of Big 12 championships and it probably would have made a college football playoff appearance by now. And again, that's just a part of this whole SEC thing. I mean, there's Ole Miss. You know, the Lane Kiffin thing is great. and We all have fun watching that offense. But it's not getting to the SEC championship either because they have that whole rest of the division they have to deal with. Arkansas had a great breakthrough season last year. Still didn't get really all that close to playing for an SEC championship. Kentucky, it's been great. But that's that program from football is not exactly dominating the SEC championship lately. LSU, it might have had the greatest team of all time. At least had one of the greatest seasons of all time three years ago. And a couple years later, coach gone. Ed Orgeron done. Obviously, there's some other problems involved there, but the program dipped a little bit, and there's no such thing as rebuilding at a place like LSU, which wants to win national championships every year. Florida, it was this close to getting by Alabama in each of the last two seasons. Had it been able to pull through in that SEC championship game at the end of 2020, it would have had a legitimate argument to get into the college football playoff. And last year, they came within a two-point conversion of pushing Alabama into overtime. And the way that game was going, Florida might have been able to pull that off. And who knows how last season was going to go. Florida has a couple of bad weeks. Dan Mullen, coach, canned. If you're a big-time SEC football program, you can't lose. Ever. You just can't do it. And now you're talking Texas and Oklahoma, which are programs that as is are used to at least at least Oklahoma is used to winning very, very big and gobs and gobs of games every year. And, you know, getting to that 11 win mark and again, being in the college football playoff uh, discussion. And Texas hasn't really kind of been there, but that's where their expectations are. Look, Texas, every year, every time Texas wins a game, we always get the headlines and the social media world has a whole lot of fun with this. Is Texas back? And use quotation marks about around this. Yeah, ask Tennessee how easy it is to be back after you were a superpower. And for you know people far, far younger than I am who like college football right now, there was a time when Tennessee, and this is just post-Peyton Manning, just during Peyton Manning's era, where that program was right up there with the biggest superpowers of superpowers. And it's another one of those programs that has everything going for it. It's got the fan base. It's got the money. It's got the facilities. It's got everything you could want in an SEC power program. And it can't fight back enough to even push past the East. And in the East, you got Florida and Georgia, which are obviously great. But that's the far easier of the two uh, divisions. If, once you start getting into what, what's going to happen, once they figure out the pod system, whatever they're going to call it, once Texans, Texas and Oklahoma join, good luck with that. Good luck in having a lot of fun with that. So, look, most of the current Texas players, they weren't even alive the last time the program won a national championship. And it's having a hard time, as is, just getting into the Big 12 championship. But sure, okay, it's going to all suddenly magically kick in by moving to the SEC in a few years. You can't win the Big 12. You're not going to, what are you going to do in the SEC? Now, don't get me wrong here. I do actually think no matter what conference Texas and Oklahoma go to, once in a while, 
there's going to be a year or two when it all clicks. Maybe like the LSU team of a few years ago, like Georgia did last year. But is it going to be that sustained success that you could have if you are Texas and Oklahoma had you stayed in the Big 12? And now here's where the other thought process has to come in here. Again, the money and the revenue about this has to be worked out. But now the Big 12 is going to be better. I mean, it's going to have Cincinnati again. It's going to have UCF. It's going to have BYU. It's going to have Houston. Now, these aren't superpower programs, but again, the league's going to be stronger than it was before when Texas and Oklahoma made this decision. And they could still be the big power brokers in this conference. They could still own this league. Uh, look, Oklahoma, you've been outstanding, but it has you haven't won a national title since 2000. You haven't even played in one since the end of the 2008 season. So now, because you're in the SEC, you're going to get over that hump? I don't know. Get, get there this year. If you're going to win a national championship, or if you're going to even get past the first round of the college football playoff, if you're going to get into the college football playoff, do it this year in the first year under Brent Venables. But it's a rebuilding year. So that's going to be a little bit difficult. Look, I, I don't care, Texas and Oklahoma. You you guys are adults. You do what you want. But Texas, if you really want to move, you have been and you always will be a far better fit for the Big Ten, at least in terms of the school status. You know, the, the state itself and the fit with the various Big Ten areas, not so much. But the Austin, the bubble of Austin and what that university is and wants to be, it is exactly what the Big Ten wants. You have to remember, when it comes to the Big Ten ex- and expansion, it's not going for Iowa State. It wants the University of Nebraska, you know, the University of Maryland. It wanted, you know, Penn State University. It wanted Rutgers. It wants the big, giant schools in a state. And that's obviously what Texas A&M is. It's one of those tier one research schools that fits in academically perfectly. Maybe it's not Northwestern, but certainly right there with Michigan and Wisconsin and some of the other big time schools in that conference. And again, that was the idea about 10 years ago. uh, I mean, longer than that. When the Big Ten put out the trial balloon of maybe we're going to go after Texas and never happened. But again, that would have been a great fit that would have worked out perfectly for the Big Ten and for Texas. And it had it wanted to move, that would have been the place to go. SEC, it's not to school shame here, but obviously Vanderbilt's good. Florida's really risen up. South Carolina and Georgia are right. But it's not the Big Ten when it comes to what the University of Texas can do as an academic profile in terms of the reach of what the Big Ten would have provided. That would be the bigger fit had it really wanted to get out of the Big 12. Oklahoma, I I don't know how that school did not connect with the Pac-12. That's another uh, one of those things from back in the uh, the big expansion days from over 10 years ago when there was a moment, I remember specifically, there was a Friday night when it was like, okay, finally get a break. And all of a sudden news was breaking. And, you know, this is even before social media was really rocking and rolling when, you know, all these calls were coming in and emails were coming in saying like, look out, Oklahoma and the Pac-12, it's going to happen. They're going to expand. And it never really worked out, obviously. But that's the conference for Oklahoma. It might not quite fit the Big Ten's profile, and it definitely doesn't fit the SEC's profile in a whole lot of ways. But the Pac-12, if that would have been a perfect idea. I know San Francisco doesn't care about college sports, but that's a massive media market. Los Angeles, Phoenix, Seattle, uh, Portland, 
yeah, Denver, you've got you know, even Salt Lake City. Those are humongous. The, the collective group of Pac-12 media markets, I know TV doesn't matter that much anymore, but still in terms of fan bases and, and just overall reach, that is a gigantic fit that would have been great for Oklahoma, for a school in the middle of the country, to, to reach an entire new group of students and up and change whatever its academic profile wants to be. Not gonna, like it's going to be some urban college or anything like that, you know, that's, you know, in downtown L.A. or downtown Seattle or, you know, like Arizona State is in Phoenix or anything like that. But it would have just kind of gotten them a different group of students and it would have been a different sort of way to position themselves in the world not to mention that Oklahoma would have a much better time on the football field in the Pac-12 than it's going to probably have when it comes to the SEC so there's still time here I I know there's you know all sorts of legalities here and everything but you got to think at some point Texas and Oklahoma are going to look at this SEC world and think I don't know wait a minute here what are we doing? You know, why are, why are we going to beat our heads against this wall? Because it's not fun. Like, why are you choosing misery? Why? I, I, I know there's an ego involved here. Like, oh, we want to take on every challenge and all that kind of stuff. But okay, you know, how about just getting there first? Look, look, read the room of how college football works. And you have to remember that it's not about, you know, playing this nasty schedule and, you know, maybe the college football playoff committee will love you with, you know, two or three wins. You know, ask Texas A&M how that worked a couple of years ago. No, you've got the only way this works in the college football playoff world, at least until they expand, is you have to have one loss or fewer and you have to win your Power 5 conference championship. And you're just not going to do that every single year in the SEC. And you can do that, Oklahoma and Texas, every other year, every year or so in the Big 12, especially in a college football playoff expansion world where there's going to be chances there. to If you win the Big 12, you're going to get in. If you come in second in the Big 12 and you're 10-2 and two, or you lose the Big 12 championship with two losses, you're going to get into an expanded college football playoff. You have three losses or four in an SEC you're not guaranteed of getting into that college football playoff. So again, why are you doing this to yourself? You could stay in the Big 12, be the anchor tenants of the mall. So for 2022, the Big 12 season, it's going to be just how much Texas and Oklahoma want to be somewhere else as soon as humanly possible. And that ties into part two of this. It's the SEC. And again, I'm not some crazy fanboy about when it comes to uh, the SEC, and I get accused of being an SEC, you know, yay, rah, rah, I had the pom-poms out all the time. It's just that the SEC is just that good. I know, I know the SEC took a hit this last bowl season. You had so many bad losses. We're going to get into this later about why the SEC is sometimes bad in bowls. And I know people say, oh, it's just an excuse here and there. For But there are reasons for this. You know, Missouri, you, I don't care. You don't lose to Army. You had a couple weeks to prepare. You don't lose to Army. Florida, I was in Florida at the time. Florida losing to UCF was a massive, massive deal, especially to UCF fans. And that was just a huge deal in the state of Florida. Auburn lost to Houston and made the offseason that much rockier for Brian Harson and that program. Mississippi State, they lost Charles Cross and all their, you know, their tackles and a bunch of other players. And they got rocked by Texas Tech. Tennessee lost an overtime thriller to Purdue. Ole Miss and LSU were blasted in their respective games because they were missing players left and right. And Texas A&M didn't even play in a bowl game. They had to tap out of its bowl because of COVID issues. 
and you know that was combined with a bunch of other personal losses and social media just went off on it no oh, did they laugh and laugh and and laugh but forgetting for a moment again that most of these teams were missing a ton of key parts of the transfer portal or coaches to elsewhere or they're, they're in a rebuilding phase or the NFL draft process took a lot of guys like LSU was barely able to field a team in that sad loss to Kansas State. And it was, you know, no matter what, it was a bad look for this supposedly invincible conference when it caught a beating from the rest of college football. And then Georgia beat Alabama in the college football playoff national championship. And, you know, I know, again, I get accused for having a thing for the SEC, but I have no dog in this fight whatsoever. I have, I love all 100 now with James Madison, and I love all 131 college football playoff, you know, college football programs, I should say, equally. You know, yeah, fine. So I give a, some of these, you know, some a pony for Christmas and other teams I give a $5 Red Lobster gift card. But let 2022 be the year that we all just stop with this with any semblance of oh the SEC is overrated banter anytime one of its member programs stubs its toe i i wish it wasn't like this i i really covering this sport for as long as i have i nothing i, I like these SEC fan bases i've grown to you know have a, a have a give and take with all of them and they are certainly a, a blast to to hear from and deal with but I wish the Pac-10 would rise up and be awesome. And I wish the ACC could come up with a stronger conference from 1 through 14. And I wish they could figure this out and put a ring on it and add Notre Dame already. And I wish all the leagues would rock. I mean, I wish there was a better disparity of NFL talent uh, across the other conferences. But there's not. The SEC is the SEC. And again, it's about to get bigger, better, and stronger in the coming years. And if you think they're done with Texas and Oklahoma, <laughs> Ohio State. <laughs> Wait till they start to really go after world domination. But that's for another time. Yeah, look, it's again this bigger, better SEC thing, though. Going back to Texas and Oklahoma being that big and better, it's not a good thing. I mean, from again, most diehard SEC fans, life in the conference is a miserable existence. Either you win the national title or your season was a disaster. I, I was on with the, my friend Ryan Fowler uh, in Tuscaloosa today, who runs his great radio show. And I, just, I flat out asked him this, this question. You know, is this how are you with this offseason after such a great year? You know, from almost anyone else doing what Alabama did in 2021 with an SEC championship and a college football playoff national championship appearance, that would be legendary. There'd be parades. And Ryan and Alabama fans act like, you know, there was a funeral going on. And he flat out said, last year was a failure. And it most certainly was not. It was a great year for Alabama, but that's the world you're entering, Texas and Oklahoma, because the SEC is just that freaking good. The problem, though, you, you just can't lose in this league. If you do, you can't have a few bad weeks or a sizable chunk of the fans are going to want the coach gone and you know more top players through the recruiting world and the transfer portal. They're going to want to overhaul the the program from top to bottom. And that's just if you like you lose and you're on a two game losing streak or something. Forgetting the fact if you have like a six and six year when you're playing a bunch of other you know superstar teams. You know, look again, I, I read off that list of of all the the bull misfires. 13 of the 14 teams got into a bowl game last year. And I know some of you say, well, look how you know, mediocre the league is to have all that. But no, that just shows how solid the league is when you got that many teams that can get to six wins and at least get to the bowl. But it's just that kind of uh, unrealistic insanity that ups everyone else's game. 
you can go put together a whopper of a top 10 recruiting hall and you still might not finish in the top five ranked SEC classes. That's how good this team, this conference is year after year after year at just cranking up the talent. You can get a top shelf head coach. LSU just did it. Got Brian Kelly, but he's still just a guy among the, you know, the first name coaches in this league of Nick and, you know, Jimbo and Lane and Kirby and Leach. This league just has superstar coaches and it's willing to pay them whatever it takes to get them to where they want to get. Your league might, might have a ton of NFL guys and certainly, you know, the big tens part of this, but the SEC again this year, and it's been this way for the last bazillion years, it's going to take up roughly 25% of the NFL draft is going to be made up of SEC players. Now, if you want to really do this, you want to combine the SEC and the Big Ten, they come in at about 40 to 44-ish percent of the NFL draft every single year. And you're asking these other your conferences to maybe, you, have, you know, yeah, of course a Cincinnati can rise up here and a Utah can be great there. And certainly they're competitive. And certainly there's always going to be teams, there are always going to be teams that can play and get in, and beat an SEC team and get into the college football playoff. But for the league as a whole, the talent level is just that much bigger in the SEC. And it's all borne out at the end of the day with the championships. I mean, there might be a league, there might be a national title contender or two from the Big Ten if it's not Ohio State, and certainly the Big Twelve if you know Oklahoma could rock back up and and be there, and eventually USC is going to be there for the Pac-12. But does your league have six programs that won 14 of the last 24 national titles and 12 of the last 16? It is really all about the SEC when it comes to the national championship. So, look, if you're from another conference, let the SEC do what it does. Just don't get so offended when anyone points out just how good the conference is. And don't get all weird and puffy-chested with, oh, my God, my team got this SEC team this year. That's fun. It's great. You, you want to beat that conference because it is the biggest, baddest conference around, and they are very uppity about it. But, if look, if you're not an SEC fan, to the overall point here and the point of Texas and Oklahoma before – you're probably better off. I mean, you you probably have a more fun existence. I mean, you probably lead a fuller, richer, and happier life because your program can win 10 games and you're probably going to be happy about it. The SEC fans, it's just a, you're just beating your head against the wall every single year. And then Alabama gets to play for the national championship again. You know, but there's fun to be had all across the rest of the college football landscape without the SEC's whack job intensity. And so Texas and Oklahoma, I will go back to part one of this. Just just kind of have a meeting and just kind of rethink. Just take a take a deep breath and think about what you're doing. Thank you so much for listening into my pretentious ramblings today. I'll dive into the other key topics, including the NFL draft and all the other big things happening in college football and in the college football world. And in the meantime, check out all my stuff on collegefootballnews.com and take a break from the real world for a little while. Until the next time, you, you stay handsome. Cheers.